So welcome to the Made Me Watch podcast. I'm Leah. What's up? I'm Bryant. We are here today to talk about God Friended Me. So the, the synopsis of this show is that it is a comedy drama series and just got a full series order. And that is not a synopsis, Wikipedia. Would you like my synopsis? Yes. Let's go with your synopsis because we know you know what a synopsis is. Okay. So this thing, it goes down like this, right? So he's it's this guy, right? And he's an atheist. And shocker, he has a podcast. The Millennial Prophet. The Millennial Prophet, right? And he's such a great name. He's he's like doing his thing, and his dad's a, his dad's a, a minister, and and you know they have kind of a strained relationship because he's an atheist and his dad's a minister, and you know problems. But he this his entire podcast is dedicated to him being an atheist and talking about how personal responsibility is more important than there is no god right so there's no god there's no fate there's no destiny we are a matter of our own making we make our own decisions nothing is out there pulling the strings it's his Believe. Right. And he suddenly gets a request on Facebook that... The evilest of websites. <laughs> from a God account. And this God account keeps suggesting friends that are completely random people that he figures out that he needs to help. Right. And so he starts following along with this God account and talking about it on his podcast. And then it just becomes this thing. And it's a really good show. I think it's well written and I, so, I I I when the show is over I feel better. And that's a rare that's a rare show on TV these days. So what Brian's leaving out about the whole thing is the way they built the first episode is that he followed the God account. He tried to figure out why it was suggesting this one friend and then he became friends with that girl and Kara? Kara. Yes, Kara. Simmer down over there. Stanley. So he became friends with Kara. Kara, whatever. And meanwhile, his hacker buddy is trying to figure out who hosted the God account, which gives them even more issues because every time they get close to breaking the firewall, something happens. And in this episode, it was episode six, I believe. It was episode yes. six. Episode six. It's called A House Divided. It aired on Sunday the 4th. And in this episode, he's trying to win the God account back. Because he deleted the God account, he stopped following it, he got a friend request and he ignored it, and so he's like working back to getting the God account back, he got it back at the beginning of the episode, and he gets a friend request, or a friend suggestion, they're not requests, and they're looking at it, and they're like, well, let's hail a cab, let's figure it out, and it's their cab driver. Yep, who's essentially having the same internal struggle with his son that Miles, the character, um, is having with his minister father. And well, it ends up being his daughter. That's the problem, not his son. He, he doesn't know that at that point. Right. Um, but they they end up helping each other and learning learning a lot from each other. And, you know, it's kind of, it sounds cheesy, you know, as like, like a typical feel-good kind of plot. But I am I'm personally of the belief in the current times that we have here in the United States that it, there's a need for shows like this that kind of calm you down and relax you and leave you feeling better, you know, going forward. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about, because it's the show has kind of gotten me thinking about about faith. Okay. And maybe, maybe that's like a that's, you know, like a subliminal message kind of thing or whatever. If you want to even think it's a subliminal crazy, message, but it's been like 
it's 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 been causing me to throw some thoughts around, right? And I was curious, do you ha- did it have the same effect on you? I don't think it's subliminal messaging when the title, when God is in the title. You know, you know it's going to be about faith. And to me, it's a, this episode, the House Divided episode, is very heavily involved in faith because it puts Miles in a position to see where his dad is coming from. And it kind of forces him to explain to his taxi driver what he feels that his taxi driver can figure out, like, how the daughter feels. Right. And it's so, and then it also makes him go to his dad for advice, which he does not ever do. And it brings them closer. So you had said, because we actually watched this show together, which is something when we, when we are going to podcast about something we generally don't watch the show together because we talk about it as it's going on we have no self-control so the way we've developed this is to like he watch it i watch it then we come in here and pod and this one we watched together because we just both love the show so much and you had kind of said it's getting too heavy-handed like they're too much pushing the religion angle and i think with this episode it was to me i didn't really get like i got the religion aspect of it because it was about religion but to me i got more of like you can't understand somebody's position if you don't try to talk to them about it you actually have to talk to them you can't argue and to me it's more heavy-handed that this whole show is they're just trying to get across that like we all have differences but we need to talk which is something that you know the united states is kind of lacking right now everybody's so stuck in their ways whether they're democratic republican independent whatever it may be whether they believe in x y and z it's immovable forces talking to each other and everyone quickly goes to rage and everyone quickly goes to which hey i get i'm guilty of it too sometimes but to me it was more like that like there's so much you can do good in the world if you just fucking talk to each other and that's what's missing i'm pretty strong in my faith and my beliefs and i'm i kind of identify with the Kara character Kara character see the supergirl thing is messing me up because it's literally the same name and they're both are are hard to pronounce Right. And funny enough, this show is created by Greg Berlanti, who right now is best known for the Arrowverse. He got Arrow on the first season, and then he got Flash, and then he got Supergirl, and then he got uh, Legends of Tomorrow. So we are big fans of Berlanti. And Violet Bean, who plays Kara, Kara, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) she was actually Jesse Quick in The Flash. So it's kind of like that. And that's what dragged me into this show. I'm not even going to lie. Like I've said it before. I tend to follow actors. If I love the actor, I'll try to watch the show. And seeing her promoted on her social media and then seeing the commercial, I'm like, this could go one of two ways. This could go really bad to the point it's funny or it could be really good. And I keep watching this show with like, is it going to jump the shark? Is it going to jump the shark? Is it going to go too far in one way? Too far anti-religion with Miles' character? Too far pro-religion where like he becomes a minister himself, which I don't foresee. I hope not. And it just keeps surprising me week after week. I Yeah, I don't think it's making me really think about my faith that much because I'm stuck in my faith. I, I know what I believe. I know what I don't believe in. Everything in between is just that to me, but definitely is making me think of better ways to talk to someone with differing opinions. Yeah, I think that's, you're probably right there. It's Which um, is the better message because faith is something that you either have it or you don't. And if you have it, no one's going to fucking change your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're totally right. Out of the Bane stays, we've got Miles' sister, whose name I can never remember. I she's, can't either. She's the owner of the bar that yep. Miles always goes to. We've got Miles' dad, whose also name I can never remember. Nope. We got Rakesh, who's the Indian hacker. Mm-hmm. We got Karakara, Violet Bean. <laughs> yes. And we've got Miles. Out of all of them, who's your favorite right now? Like, who's your favorite to watch? That's a good question. I kind of, I flow back and forth between Miles and and uh, his dad. 
His dad's an amazing actor too. His dad is a fantastic actor, and he plays everything. He's literally that guy. Like right, even even right now, I don't have the computer in front of me, but I couldn't tell you what this guy's name is. But every time I see him in anything, it's phenomenal. And this guy does such a good job at appearing vulnerable and and you know strong and and. And stubborn, but at the same time, he's he's vulnerable and kind of almost fragile in a sense. Especially like specifically in his interactions with the lady that fixed his saxophone, right, and trying to ask her out because his wife died seventeen years ago. So he and that's kind of what broke his relationship with his son. Um, his real name is Joe Morton, which I would have never guessed. Oh, he's from Eureka. Sorry, I'm going off the rails here. Yeah, he's been in everything. Yeah, every, every <laughs> literally everything. He's just that guy. And he's like just phenomenal. But I like Miles too cuz Miles is Miles is what I would like to think I am because he's he's strong in his beliefs and he's and he's firm, but he is like you said willing to have a discussion about him. And you know, you're not necessarily But at the beginning he's not. He's learning to have a discussion, which I think the character development as Michael of Miles is really cool because in the beginning he just wanted to argue with everybody. Yeah. It's interesting to see that that evolve. Right. Cuz you don't get to see that like it's not this blatant really in a lot of shows that are out whether right. it's netflix or it's cable a, whatever it's they the character development is a lot more gradual it takes like a full season to get where he's gotten in six episodes right and so it, it's you know because because your beliefs can change day to day like you could have a conversation with one person and they could make you think about something completely, you know, from a completely different viewpoint. And then all of a sudden you don't necessarily believe what you believe before you talk to them. Right. If it's all about whether or not you're willing to listen. Right. I think that that's another big part of what right. we're lacking is that we don't listen. No, it's always it's always voices on top of voices, and then they just get they escalate and they get louder, and then they get more, then they get more obnoxious and 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 inflammatory, and then people just start to freak out. People are generally thinking of what they are going. I mean, I do it on this podcast too when you're talking sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do it too. I'm I'm guilty of it, but you gotta. It, it's more of people aren't listening to what the other person is saying. They're thinking of what to argue back or what they're going to prove next and right. that's the problem and that's how his podcast in like the first or second episode he's talking to someone who's jewish about their faith and he's arguing non-stop about it and that's how it is and even his friends as like if you just listened once in a while you know and it's true and um I like the dynamics of this show. I like all the personal relationships. So I love his relationship with his sister because his sister just just like use wrong and you know it. Like move on. Yeah. And the dad and him are trying to figure each other out without offending each other, and so they're kind of walking on eggshells. And I like the relationship with him and his buddy Rakesh because I think just think it's like every friendship ever. Right. And then the awkward like will they won't they with him and Kara. I hope that happens sooner than later, if I'm honest, because I feel like a lot of shows lose it when they have a good, like, love interest storyline. They drag it out too long, and then it just gets pointless. I hate that. It literally, it kills a lot of shows for it does. me. Because it just needs to, because you're, you're sitting there the entire time thinking, okay, just do it. Okay, just go. Okay, right. just hit go. All right, now go. No, now. But it, then it, it never happens. So... 
ultimately you end up leaving every episode frustrated until it happens. And then it happens and it's like a season finale. And it's disappointing because it's disappointing too long. Cause, and anticlimactic. Whereas if you just handled it from the beginning, then maybe the dynamics of the relationship evolving over the next four or five episodes would be more interesting than just that, that boom moment that was dragged out over six episodes that you're just kind of like, eh, it should have happened forever ago. I do kind of like what they're doing right now. I won't, if it stays like this for the whole season, I won't be happy with it. But what they're kind of doing right now is everybody is telling them they should be together, but they're both kind of figuring it out on their own. We have it with Kara's character. She has uh, an ex-boyfriend pop up and she keeps talking to people about like how she doesn't want to go out on a date with him and she doesn't know why. And everyone's just like, because dumbass, you like Miles. That's why. Right. And it's literally this guy shows up right as Miles is getting ready to ask her out. Right. That my my inner teenager totally fucking died when that happened for him <laughs> as i i feel you miles but it's uh i think everyone can relate to that a little bit yeah but it's you know i hope that he, this guy's a momentary thing because i don't think that that side character is very interesting of the finance guy that's all of a sudden kind of already Herman like Gardner. ended it with him she kind of already decided that she wasn't sure she wanted to go on a second date. At least that's what they alluded to. But then you see next, the the if you wait and you look at the scenes from next week's episode. I didn't. Well, it, he's still around. Damn it. Yeah. Although I love him as an actor too, Kyle Harris. He's yeah, good. He's, he's a good actor. It's just his character sucks it's weak if you like it's it's just he's weak. not miles <laughs> more or less yeah how about how great is it when rakesh is like right at that moment where he's getting ready to like drop the mic and go boom on the god account and then the god account sends him to like union station track three yeah that was like, great that was like i love i i love how they're i love the way that their creativity of how the god account just flips them the middle finger all the time because every time rakesh gets close to figuring out the god account who it is it's usually a lead for whatever friend request miles has gotten and it's usually pointing them to like listen dum-dums you can't figure out what they need on your own so let me tell you what you'd figure out and it's really interesting my one concern with the show is like i said i feel like it's gonna jump the shark at some point just because like i'm just nervous about it and and i've mentioned this a lot but i love the show burn notice i i absolutely loved it and fell in love with it season one and i watched all the seasons and the stupid fucking movie that nobody should have watched but it was good so you should watch it but the one thing burn notice in my opinion did wrong was burn notice was about a burnt spy and he had no money no job no nothing and so he would do like weird side jobs using his spy techniques to help out the little guy and that was the whole first season and then the second season it delved more into like figuring out why he got burned and he got obsessive about that and then the next four or five seasons they just did more of that shit and my one concern with this is that he either gets frustrated with the god account and stops trying to figure it out but it still helps people, which I think would be the right way to go. Or they just get obsessed about finding out who the God account is and they never kind of like Gossip Girl where like they never let go of it. Yeah, I think this show is mostly in it's it's in the relationships to the concept. It's not right. the concept itself. And, and that's how it should be. I agree. But that's how it could quickly go wrong. Right. As good. I mean, Friends was a great show. Right. It was it lasted 20 some odd years or whatever. But it's it's that show was more about the relationships than the general plot of or storyline. Right. 
Right. And, and that's how, I think that's how the, the shows that last and that have legs that carry them, they, they grow, they continue on. Because if once the relationships start to go, then things aren't just aren't interesting anymore. Right. And if the relationships change too much, they won't be interesting. If, you know, there's no new side characters ever. And the one thing I liked about this episode, maybe it was last episode. I'm not really remembering. But he had talked to his uncle about how, like, he was feeling about the God account. And he felt somewhat suffocated by it and somewhat like he was a puppet. But he also really liked the fact that he was helping people. And I think if he, and they they did some tie-in at the end where it was like people sending him messages on Facebook that he's helped going like thought of you today and this is why and or like um one of the earlier episodes had a autistic kid who they found out through like Miles being a really bad babysitter that he could play amazing music and that was like his passion or whatever and there was an article about him playing in the symphony and different things like that so I think if they keep that alive that would be cool too because it's like friendly reminders and those relationships like even though you kind of they're one and done episodes you do kind of get attached to the person they're helping because you want to help them too right it is it is cool to tie in and bring the storyline full circle like that i think this is my new favorite show this is definitely one of mine i definitely look forward to watching it every sunday and get really upset when you make me wait so that's always a good sign if you want to watch a show i don't watch anything live but if you want to watch a show like almost live that's a good sign that the show is one of your favorites yeah typically typically we don't wait all that long for to watch this mostly because i get jealous and she gets jealous it's true we, it's a thing in this we we take our tv viewing experience very seriously in this household i would venture to call us connoisseurs of the tvs he doesn't want me to delete anything hell no it's you infuriating know, okay, okay we're gonna air this out right here on the pod we're gonna air this out right here on the pod for the world to know yeah you how dare you <laughs> How dare you? How dare I what? For two years, Mm -hmm. for two years, Mm -hmm. I kept one thing on the DVR. One thing? Are you fucking kidding me? I kept one thing on the DVR. Oh my God. This is is an actual like legitimate fight. Like like, you guys, the the gloves are off and the curtains open. Take, grab your popcorn and take a view. I can't stand. What the hell? It was, it took the, okay guys, I'm a Cub fan. All right. And being a Cub fan is is different because I grew up in Chicago and I'm like... Oh, you lived in Los Angeles longer than you ever lived in Chicago. You can't use that excuse anymore. When you grow up... When you grow up a Cub, that that's that's a life thing. It's like being a it's like being a Red Sox fan or a Yankee fan, except we have class. So it's, you cannot see how much I am rolling my eyes, and he turned the lights off, so he can't see how much I am rolling my eyes. But the eye roll is deep right now. So anyway, 108 years the Cubs didn't win a World Series in my entire lifetime, and then they win, and I keep the one I keep the recording of the game. Long story short. She recently deleted it. Yes, now, I did. Now, yes, here's here's the I kicker, guys. Did here's the kicker. Game seven. Okay, there's the rain delay, right? And the guys go into the in into the clubhouse. Oh my god, you are still not blaming the, the, me for the this. The guys go into the clubhouse and they give like they give each other like a win one for the Gipper rah rah speech, and the and there's this rain delay, so it extends through to TMZ. Right? TMZ was the was the next show after the world series and so the last 13th inning of the game was into tmz and leah goes oh we don't watch tmz 
delete. Not she, an accurate representation of what the fuck happened. You are such a liar. What happened was you had four UFC fights on the DVR, and we were at 50% because you have four UFC fights and 19 Bellator matches, which you never watch. And that is my where fury and fire comes from. This man keeps things on the DVR that he hasn't seen, and they've been on there for like two years. You've never re-watched the Cubs game. Why the hell do you need that it, is A? Incorrect. And B, B, you were going through, and I said, you need to delete some of the McGregor fights. You need to delete some of the Bellator. And he said, no, 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 I'll find something else to delete. And you're like, TMZ, that's not mine to delete. And before I could get the comment out, dude, that's the World Series. It was gone and bye-bye. And Erroneous. ever since, you have been rewriting motherfucking history Erroneous. to blame it on me. And you are ridiculous. And I deleted the Cubs game, and I am fine with it. And you better be careful, because I will delete every single McGregor fight on there. Erroneous on all counts. All of McGregor fights are gone. But he all fake news, all of it gone. Goodbye. She deleted my World Series, and that is the end of the fight. Anyway, don't care. It was two years ago. I told you I'd buy the stupid DVD. I don't care. I don't care. Clear off my DVD. You won't let me delete Good Doctor because you swear you're gonna watch it. There's six episodes deep. You haven't seen a single one. You won't let me delete Bull because you swear you're gonna watch it. There's six episodes deep. You haven't seen a second single one. You have 10 episodes of the Mayans, all of which you've seen, and you won't delete it. And by the way, they're all on demand. You can re-watch them anytime you want. Get them the fuck off my DVR space. I, I'm a huge TV watcher. That's the point of this podcast. I love my TV. I have two to three shows recording every night. This man makes it so some of my stuff doesn't record for shit he's never watched. And he me up on a wall, and he has such a shit-eating grin on right now. He is so proud of himself, and it's not fair. And I can't wait wait to delete more of your stuff when you're out playing disc golf can't wait and this rant is exactly <laughs> why i do it god bless you oh, hey, it's babe. been real it's been fun we're not done and it's been real fun i'm dropping the mic and walking out fine bye i'm, I'm just kidding i kid <laughs> i'm like fine you can go i'll finish this on my own like i did with bachelor in paradise or bachelor uh, winter games um okay so getting back on topic which is something we're not great at talked about pretty much all of the characters we've talked about the premise of the show what have we missed what is something that we haven't talked about in the show that you like or don't like i think where i think where this could jump the shark and i may be wrong is in the uncle's relationship with his wife that's going to be interesting next week because the promo was all about that falling apart. Right. He got his uncle as a friend request. That part I watched and then I fell asleep. Right. So I think that that relationship falling apart could cause this whole thing to go into a tailspin if it's if it's not handled the right correctly. If it's not, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm not the writer, so they can you know do what they will. But I think that if this isn't spun correctly or handled right by the characters then i think that this it, it has an opportunity to derail i think so too i can see that how like in all reality how long do you think this show lasts let's let's set let's let's do ten thousand myth mythical dollars and Keyword set on the mythical set, right there set an over under of three seasons well, it got a full season pickup, so that's start one. So we're definitely going to get a full season out of it. I honestly think it all depends on the season finale. I think if the season finale is good, I think it could stay for about three seasons. And I mean, like I said, with Burn Notice, Burn Notice was six or seven or something. I'm not looking it up and I don't really care. But Burn Notice had a good run. And if, 
you keep it on track for two seasons, usually people are stuck in the characters by then, and they'll just keep watching out of that's true. Uh, full like not nostalgia, but like you feel like you owe the character something to stick by. Yeah. I'm struggling with that now. There's a couple shows that I'd love to ditch, but I'm like, but I've been watching for ten seasons, Flash. and they've been bad for no. Flash is so good this season. Flash is only about four seasons and flat arrow 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 has been jumped the shark like two or three seasons ago and I can't stop watching it. But there's a whole nother conundrum with arrow of they do the crossovers. So if you don't watch all the arrow season, when the crossovers happen, you're going to be confused. It's kind of bullshit. Thanks, Greg Berlanti. Uh, but yeah, I, I think honestly, if they keep it going the right way, I think they can do six or seven seasons. I think the season finale of this year will set the tone for whether or not the show makes it to a second one. In checking TV time, cancel bear, all of the like Twitter accounts that I follow that rates on whether things will get renewed or not. Yeah. And God friend him keeps ticking up. Although IMDB says it went down in popularity, but that just means people aren't searching for it on IMDB. But in the actual like Nielsen ratings, they're ticking up slowly but surely. So more people are becoming interested in it. It's a good show. Yeah. I'm in definitely in for the season. In the in the near future. Yeah. Pre shark jump. Yeah. Like we said, it can jump the shark very easily. So you're definitely gonna watch on Sunday at eight thirty. Yes, ma'am, I am. And it's on ABC? No, CBS. CBS. It's Sundays at eight thirty on CBS, which is also great because it's an hour long and not many shows are on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing is that's I, also subliminal messaging. It's on the day of church and God and yeah, yeah, but and it's at, right after football, and that's usually where they put the shows that they want to start getting traction for. Yeah, is you know Sunday football, but it's uh, I think it's good. I'm excited. I like it. So, do you have any recommendations this week that you've been watching obsessively? Oh my God, the Mayans! There we go. Seriously, the Mayans is is a really good show and. Kurt Sutter, you are a god. I, the the tie-ins with okay, so you know this show is all about the Mayans. It's a it's a spinoff from the Sons of Anarchy, and it's the best possible outcome for a spinoff of any show because it is it's this individual show. It's different than Sons. They've got a different vibe and culture going on, um, and it's. But they incorporate the sons, and there's crossover characters everywhere, and all all the crazy, weird characters that you're like, like, oh my god, the 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 hand, the guy with no hands, and and the creepy investigator. Uh, anyway, watch it; it's good shit. Anything else? Uh, I think that's it for. I think that's it for this week. So, 90 Day Fiance came back like four weeks ago, and um, I fell off it. This season is a mix between 90 Day Fiance and like fucking Teen Mom because all of them had babies with their significant others and that's part of the reason they're trying to get them over here. One kid who's like 18 and his girlfriend is 19 and the fiance is 19 full on admitted on the show in front of her that they would not be together if they didn't have a baby. So that's not great for the K-1 visa process. <laughs> but the, the show, I still love it. I don't think the characters are interesting. Um, what is interesting is is are as interesting as they have been in the past rather what is interesting is the subreddit about it because holy shit those people dig up some dirt definitely check out the subreddit on 90 day fiance if you are a 90 day fiance fan my recommendation right now is going to be 
titans it's a dc universe show i'm a huge comic book nerd if you haven't picked up on it i drag bryant to all the comic book things and like try to tell him why they're wrong and why this is better and this version of this character is better and he just blinks at me until i shut up which takes a really long time but titans is pretty awesome i am a little disappointed with some of the stuff they're doing but they one of the main things i'm upset about is the fact that they're basing it out of detroit instead of bloodhaven but they still talk about gotham like it's a real city just use the dc cities but it's a good show it is on dc universe so you have to have pay for that subscription which is hard to come by if you don't aren't a huge comic book fan i like what they're doing and i'm liking what they're going Definitely looking forward to the next episode. And Blow Deck is always good for stupid shit that you want to watch. Yeah, it's definitely a, a mind-numbing stupid show to watch this season. The, there isn't... The, yeah. the, the people on, on the show are pretty interesting. Just the cohesion of it is not interesting. Yeah, the whole dynamic isn't interesting. It's a lot of them. womp womp board dynamic this season, which is sad. But Kate and Captain Lee still make it awesome, so... Yep. The other show that I have been recommended a ton that I finally watched all the episodes on is Manifest. And I've got to say this is one that I'll probably watch for the rest of the season, but I'm kind of hating it every episode more and more. And this is a show that like even on the premise, I thought might jump the shark. So it feels like it jumped the shark. Um, We're probably going to do an episode of a million little things later. We watched the premiere of that and we both really liked it. It was a really interesting premise. And then we both have just squirreled. Yeah. It's a little heavy. So watching it gets a little difficult sometimes, but still on our DVR. So I'm going to try and watch that. Those are my recommendations. Do you got anything else? Go Bears. No. That's it. All right. Well, do us a favor and rate and subscribe. Go on all the social medias. We're going to try and do this on a bi-weekly basis. I know we've kind of been here, there, and everywhere. But as Bryant said, squirrel. We have that problem. Give us suggestions. Send us an email. Maybe watch this at gmail.com. Let us know what to watch. Hit us up on our Facebook. We do put polls up to try to like narrow down shows sometimes when we're not sure what to do next but send us things send us other country shows tell us what to do tell us what's watched yeah i'm more curious to find out about foreign tv whether i can understand the language or not i it i'm curious as to how it's different in other countries Rian uh, is a friend of mine who lives in the netherlands and she has sent me a couple shows from the netherlands but every um Everything I can find on them, they're not in English at all. They're straight up in Dutch, so we can't really watch them. Um, she is also obsessed with 90 Day Fiance and watches it from the Netherlands. Hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can send us things. Let us know what we're doing wrong, what we're doing well, and we'll be back. It's been real. It's been fun. And it's been real fun. Okay, bye-bye.